Welcome to the Positive Impact Podcast, where we dive into the world of movers, shakers, and changemakers, creating a positive impact on the world. This is your host, Alexandra Black Pollock, and together we're going to tackle real issues, discovering how we can make the world a better place. Thanks for joining us for another Stories from the Field episode where we're connecting with different people who are able to drive home the impact of organizations and their work around the globe. If you're looking for tactical ways to move forward and make this type of impact in your endeavors, then you need to check out Journey to Social Entrepreneurship, an entire event designed to harness the power of service and move forward towards successful social enterprise. Check that out and unlock all of the recordings, my free gift to you at journeytosocialentrepreneurship.com. And with that, we've got some incredible stories on the line today. Wednesday, we dove into the world of volunteer experiences with Adam Coons of Have Fun, Do Good. To drive home the impact of these local volunteer travel excursions have on both the engaging volunteers and with nonprofits, we have Anna Poyarkov joining us, who actually is volunteer turned volunteer coordinator. Anna, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. I'm excited. Yeah. Who doesn't love just talking about travel and volunteering, right? Exactly. So I actually hear that you are the mastermind behind the Random Acts of Kindness scavenger hunt. Where did this idea come from? Well, mastermind is a great term, I guess. Um, It really was kind of just like the name Random Acts of Kindness. I feel like it was a very random idea. Um, It came about when we were doing a weekend warrior trip in New York City, which is where I'm based. Um, And we were kind of, we had some volunteer stuff set up for Saturday um, and for Sunday, but everyone was arriving on Friday. And and from experience, the first day is always kind of a little awkward when you have a group of people that don't always know each other. So I was just kind of racking my brain of how we could get them involved in something fun, but that also would really make them work together. Uh, So that's kind of where I started thinking like, you know, we're in New York City, everyone wants to do some touristy stuff and see things, but we have limited time. So that's really kind of where it all started from. So let me get this straight. You have all these travelers coming in from all over the U.S. who've never met each other and are a little bit, you know, it's kind of awkward and uncomfortable. And your solution was to send them out on a random acts of scavenger hunt throughout the city, not only interacting with people they've never met who they're going to spend the weekend with, but going up to individuals and completing a random act of kindness. Yes, basically. What was the response? I'm not sure how safe it was at the beginning, but I thought, hey, let's go for it. I love that you did because this idea (laughs) is amazing. I mean, it completely terrifies me, but it's absolutely awesome. And just, you're right, it's very engaging and very fun. So when these volunteers showed up and you kind of unveiled your plan for them, (laughs) what was their response? Um, it was a lot of silence. I will say that a lot of open mouths, a lot of like, are you kidding me? Um, but then immediately as they kind of, cause we divided them into teams. And then as the two teams started talking and started looking in, we gave them like a random bag of items. Um, and they looked at the items before they actually saw what their random acts of kindness list was. So as they looked at the items, they, they started to get excited and were like, Oh man, this is going to be really fun. Um, so that's, First, it went from initial shock to then like, okay, let's do this and kind of a a go-to-it attitude. 
So basically what happened is all the extroverts in the group were like, yeah, let's do this. And all the poor introverts are like, oh, dear Lord, what did I sign up for? <laughs> yes, they're like, well, I guess I have to be on board. So these random acts of kindness, scavenger hunts must have been really popular because you guys are still doing them today. Yes, that's correct. How have they transformed over time? Um, well, I guess it really depends on the city that we're in or the city that we're doing them in. And I know Adam has kind of taken what we did in New York City, and then he used a theme for the holidays when they were in Pittsburgh. Um, so the basis is still there, but it just really takes on a life of its own, depending on who's participating, where we are, and what time of year it is. The beauty of your guys' styles of trips, they really do take different shapes and forms as you move throughout the country. Yes, absolutely. Now, I want to go back a little bit and talk about how you actually first got connected with Adam. Because as I mentioned in your intro, you were initially a volunteer, and now you have transformed into a volunteer coordinator. When, where did you meet Adam? Um, so I'm hoping to make this short and sweet. I could talk years about my experience as a volunteer. So um, I first actually first connected with Adam when I was um, involved in my university's social work club. And we were looking for kind of unique things to do with the club. And um, I think I found him randomly on like an online search or someone knew someone who knew someone. And we brought Adam to our campus to show a documentary of their first trip back when the organization was the call to serve. It's a different entity, but it was they were doing trips for college students then. So that's when I first met him. Um, and then that transformed into me going on the next trip with the call to serve. So that's when I got to know Adam and got to know kind of the mission of that organization. And where was that trip to? Uh, we, it was actually a three-week-long RV trip. It was in the summer, and we went to five different cities. Um, so it was basically a road trip with nine strangers, and we just traveled throughout the United States and did a lot of volunteer projects. No wonder you could talk about that for years, three yes. weeks, <laughs> traveling across yes, the U.S. It was, That's incredible. It was amazing. Amazing. It was absolutely amazing. Oh, I did a week-long trip to the Grand Canyon Land Trust once. Um, I think there were like maybe six semi-strangers that we went on with, but oh man, I can't imagine three weeks. Yeah. Three weeks in close quarters, a lot of people would say, like, whoa, you're crazy. You would, I would never do that, but um, I would never change it. It's one of the best experiences I've ever had. Well, hopefully you guys got more showers on your excursion than we did on ours. Um, kind of being out in a remote desert area, uh, showers were a little limited. But luckily we had <laughs> tents that we could kind of be spread out around from. So the close, the, you know, it wasn't quite as close as quarters. Yes. I mean, we did take showers, but I, I will say some some of these showers actually were, you know, like a slip and slide set up in the campground. So they were unique. <laughs> uh, very unique indeed. Uh, well, as you mentioned, the organization has really transformed from what was originally the nonprofit called the Serve to now the Social Enterprise Have Fun Do Good. What are yeah. some of the main differences? Um, one of the main differences is the length of trips and I think the target audience for trips. Um, as the call to serve was really, I think, targeting that college age population. And since then, Have Fun Do Good has transformed into kind of, you know, any age, anyone who wants to come on a trip um, and really 
catering it to whoever we have at the moment and whichever participants, you know, if we're noticing it's people in their 30s and 40s, then we cater a trip to that age group. Um, So that the population of who's coming on trips has definitely changed as well as offering different types of trips rather than just one long road trip in the summer. um, Lots of different types of trips. Yeah, you know, the ability to take three weeks off and go road trip around the U.S., that's a little bit more challenging. Yes, not everyone can do that when they have full-time jobs or kids or families at home. But you guys really do cater the different experiences to where people are in those life transitions because you have your college spring breaks, you have your weekend warrior programs, and then you guys are working to introduce your new corporate retreats. I mean, there's a lot of versatility there. Yes. And that's that's one thing that Adam was really good at recognizing, I think, and noticing um, one aspect of me being a volunteer and then coming into this this position is I only had the experience that I had. And he did such a great job of really breaking it down and trying to think outside the box of, you know, what are we missing? What could we be doing that we're not doing? And that's how we landed where we are right now. And I think it's going to be a transforming organization on and on and on as we notice differences that that we need to address or if we have different ideas like that's one really fun aspect of working with him is that things are always changing in a good way oh yeah and especially as you guys you know have more volunteers join you as you guys kind of continue to evolve there's a lot of exciting things on your horizon yes now i want to talk about these projects what are some of the most unique projects you have coordinated for volunteers to join on Um, One of the most recent ones that sticks out to me is when we were doing The Weekend Warrior in New York, and it was a project called Swim and Splash, uh, which from the name I was like, oh, that sounds interesting. And it turned out to be that we actually went to a local YMCA and did a project where we were buddied up with children who had special needs. Um, That's precious. Yes, and basically just played in the pool with them for an hour. Um, and it was there were some really intense experiences, and a lot of people on the trip, you know, had never even interacted with a child who might have, you know, be on the autism spectrum or a child that was nonverbal. And I really saw a lot of people kind of go from being extremely uncomfortable to having an amazing time and thinking like, "Wow, I didn't know this was out there. I'd love to do this again." And and that's something that truly tells me, okay, that was a successful project when someone decides hey, I would do this another time. And, you know, the pool, especially for, you know, a variety of different individuals is such a special place because they're able to kind of relax and really let go of the, you know, relax those muscles that are perhaps strained all throughout the day. So what a transformative experience, both for the individuals who are participating and for your guys' volunteers. Exactly. Yes. It was really wonderful. What is another kind of just different or surprising opportunity that you guys took volunteers on? Let's see. We've done a lot of, I mean, I guess it's not as unique. A lot of people find it easy to get involved in kind of home repair or construction, um, those kind of projects. But one thing that we always try to focus on is disaster relief. And that's partially because that's how the call to serve like first got started was through working in New Orleans. Um, So that's been an aspect that we try to carry with 
you know, carry throughout every time we're doing something. So we did some work here in New York um, from Hurricane Sandy, and that was a really fun project because our team leader at the site was actually someone who was directly affected by Hurricane Sandy and lost his home, and that's how he started working with the the, uh, organization that we worked with. They're called Rebuilding Together. Um, So even when the work seems like, oh, this has been done before, everyone's heard of Habitat for Humanity and all of that, it's really connecting with personal stories and personal experiences, I think, that makes it the most unique. So those are the ones that always stick out in my memory and in my mind and I take with me. Oh, absolutely compelling. As you guys take these volunteers on such unique transformative journeys, what is some of their feedback? What are they saying about these trips? Um, Let's see. I think one that sticks in my mind is someone kind of saying, like, this was the best weekend of my life. Um, That's a pretty high a bar. That's a- <laughs> <laughs> yes, I hear a lot because there's there's so many good feelings that come out of it. Not only are you feeling like, wow, I, I really made a difference in just a few hours of my time, but I also made, you know, five, six, seven new friends that I'm going to keep in my life and had experience that I never would have thought I've had. Um So I think that's when it's totally immersive, when suddenly for a weekend you're living with people you don't know and three days later you feel like you're best friends, That's that makes a huge difference. And that's a completely different impact. I mean, the different versatility of the type of impact you have is really unique. Not only are you guys working with the nonprofit, you're also creating friendships. You're also engaging volunteers in service opportunities they might have never considered before. Right, exactly. And I think having sometimes hearing those stories and I'm one of them is having having a trip or an experience impact you so much that then you make decisions in your own career or in your own life to continue the work, even if it's not necessarily with Have Fun Do Good. But if you make a a commitment to, oh, I'm actually going to volunteer once a month now because of my experience, that's that's where I think it's really giving back to people. Or become a volunteer coordinator, right? Yes. (laughs) Now, from the nonprofit side, what's some of their feedback? How do these excursions help their organizations? Well, they, one thing about Have Fun Do Good, and this again, this is one of Adam's strengths, is he has this incredible kind of marketing and social media mind that I I don't really have. So whenever we're on trips or we're working with organizations, he, he always makes a point to really promote their mission, whether that's on Facebook or Instagram. We take a lot of pictures, we take a lot of videos, and then not only is it promoting, hey, look what we did this weekend, it's also, hey, check out this organization um, or check out what they're doing in these cities. So it really promotes their mission too. And they always really appreciate that because it's just kind of like free PR and and free promotion of what they're doing. It probably helps that he is also simultaneously running a digital marketing agency. Yes. (laughs) That might help with the whole marketing aspect, right? Yeah, that helps. (laughs) He has a a good amount of experience with that, I guess. You would hope so. (laughs) So what do you guys have on tap for this spring? This spring, we're really um, hoping to partner with some universities and do an alternative spring break. Um, Right now, we are planning a trip to Asheville, North Carolina, um, which I'm really excited about. And it will be basically 
I think four to five days is what we're looking at and doing different volunteer projects, but also a lot of outdoor activities so that it can really um, cater to college students looking for a different experience for their spring break than what some of their peers might be doing. So that's that's an exciting thing coming up that I'm really pumped about. I've seen photos of Asheville. It just looks absolutely stunning. Yes, I can't wait. <laughs> what is one thing that you would say to individuals who are considering going on your guys' trips? Do it. <laughs> yes. I would say, yes, Short, I would say. <laughs> yeah, I would just say, you know, take the chance. It can be a scary thing, um, but it's it's going to be worth it. Anna, thank you so much for joining us today. You're welcome. Thanks so much for having me. And hopefully someday soon I will get to maybe join you in Asheville on one of your, I don't know if I'm quite ready for the random acts of kindness scavenger hunt, but you know, I could do a construction build. I've got one of those in the works now. So <laughs> You could do it. Get out of your comfort zone. That's our big motto. There you go. Well, Anna, thank you so much. You're welcome. Thanks. Well, movers and shakers, I hope you enjoyed that really unique look at the different volunteer programs that you can do here domestically. And wow, random acts of kindness scavenger hunt. Can you even imagine hearing those words showing up in New York City? I can't even believe it. For all the resources mentioned today, head on over to the show notes page at positiveimpactpodcast.com slash stories slash have fun, do good. On that resources page, on that sidebar, if you give us your email, we're going to give you the top five ways that you can make a positive impact in your life based off guest recommendations on the show. They're all simple and things that you can do today. Until next time, keep doing your part to make the world a better place. <laughs>